0: Five, four, three, two, one! Welcome to another episode of the Ready, Set, Home Podcast, your premier podcast for everything to do with the Vancouver Titans and the Toronto Defiant I am a Chris at Lightworks, joined virtually as always by Omni at Omni Strife. Welcome Omni, how goes the battle?
1: Uh, it goes quite well, I actually almost missed this episode. I, uh, it was, uh, I was bringing in the food, and, like, the takeaway sushi, and Lena's like, don't you have a podcast today? I'm like, no, it's, uh, bi-weekly now, it's supposed to be next week. Uh... It happened to be like this week, but there's like zero blame on me actually because I have a perfectly good reason. Yeah, I, I had uh, COVID related visa issues, so not my fault.
0: So you were you were stuck in quarantine.
1: Doesn't matter. It's COVID related visa issues. It's <clears throat> okay. Uh, you, you, Got it. You you can't like question COVID, right?
0: Th- that's true. I can't. But does that mean like you're no longer on the podcast? Like does the RSP social manager need to put out a
1: spend to a new kind of audience in Asia? So, (laughs) yeah, we're going to get, we're going to get into that. We'll, we'll obviously talk, talk about we, I,
0: you know, to, to let the cat out of the bag, I had contemplated reaching out to you and say, Hey, Omni, I think this is big news. It has absolutely nothing to do with the two teams we cover. <laughs> should we have an episode anyway like it was yeah. it was that huge. we certainly had an episode on Twitter though, oh gosh, yeah, <laughs> we'll talk about yeah the, the twitter conversation, the conversation that we had in in r s p discord i mean it it, it it lit fire to the scene um but you know it it is been two weeks since our our last show, and there's obviously been. Uh, other uh, news, rumors, and scuttlebutt about that we'll we'll get into. I mean, the payload. I was actually going through the notes. I'm like, wow, we had we had a pretty solid payload this week with all the, the Titans and Defiant chatter. There's obviously what's going down in California or what used to be in California in the fray. We got Overwatch 2 news-ish. And we have a review. And I normally save reviews to the end of the show, right? But I figured we we've we've not had reviews for a while and so I wanted to read this one verbatim as is our practice and do it straight off the top. Now, to all of our listeners who have not yet left us a review of the show whether it's a good review, a bad review, if it's a review of a particular episode. The way this process works is if you leave us a review, we will read it verbatim. So this review which was from Braver Microdo on Apple Podcasts I titled, Love This Podcast, Five Stars, Great Podcast, Very Wholesome, and They're Covering My Favorite Team, Hashtag Rise Together. Well, first of all, Briver, Microdude, thank you so much. I am curious, though, is Ready, Set, Pwn a
1: Wholesome Podcast? I can't think of any other uh, word to describe us uh, better than wholesome. Than I guess it is.
0: Well, n- well, now that Sam the Hater isn't here, maybe we're a little more wholesome. Maybe that's the review because, like, it not oh, a coincidence.
1: Still, Sam like left. Yeah,
0: like not a coincidence. Oh. That review comes in after Sam's gone, so He's I, I could see it,
1: it like a deluge of uh, of reviews now, right? And the hashtag now Rise Together like, makes sense. Yeah. Because the previous ones were probably his relatives and stuff like that. And now, (laughs) finally, we can peek. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, we are the premier podcast in the Overwatch
0: League scene. Hands down. You know, the the stats do not deny this being the case. (laughs) Definitely. Uh, But, uh, you know what? Enough uh, jumping around. Let's get ourselves moving the payload. Moving the payload! Join me! As is with podcast lore... Wednesday's tend to be a big day. One, our podcast goes live on Wednesdays. Two, the Overwatch League, or at least the teams we cover in the Vancouver Titans and Toronto Defiant, also share news on Wednesdays or sometimes Thursdays. So, a hot rumor straight out of Twitter today from Halo, or Halo of Thoughts for those that know, has Lastro, formerly of the Los Angeles Valiant, and I should say formally ish because formally, kind of, sort of, we'll talk more about in the fray. Well, Halo has Lastro joining the Toronto Defiant, mm-hmm. which I think is an interesting dynamic because that adds some significant depth on the support line. Right. Uh, a subsequent rumor on on Reddit uh, from Owl Guesser, who has guessed quite accurately has the Defiant potentially dropping someone to have Lastro join the roster, which, oh, okay, again, would suck. Yeah, Imagine signing to your new team and then suddenly being let go because you got replaced by someone else who became available, yeah. who was playing on a team who thought they would be playing and found out they were like, I mean, I'm hoping that that's not the case. Like, I'm all for Lastro joining Defiant, if there is truth to that. I'm a firm believer of depth. But, you know, it doesn't feel good uh, as a, a member of the community seeing how sometimes businesses have to make business decisions that impact good people.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, the roster right now is with if assuming nobody drops and and they sign on last or it's just nine people, I, if, if something like this does uh, happen, I, I think it's probably something. Maybe technical, maybe one of the players decided that maybe it's not for him. I hope it's not like, oh, we found a better option, so goodbye. It doesn't really sound like uh, a move from the Defiant. Um, usually, they even when they did drop players, there were reasons behind them and they never uh, were too quick to even let go of players that weren't playing that much. So mm-hmm. I, uh, I want to believe it's something more technical technical maybe or maybe something more mutual if uh if it can uh, put it like a different name to it yeah um, you know i hadn't I really considered like
0: if it was if it was a mutual decision where someone right. wasn't maybe working out or they decided it wasn't like you know stuff happens okay and i'll, I'll concede that maybe that could be the case yeah. we could also be awfulizing based on social media rumors yeah. it's not like but, uh,
1: us dropping sam because you know
0: Oh, I mean, we've been such a better podcast since we ditched that uh, that anchor. I mean, ratings have gone up. We've gotten reviews. I mean, yeah. we should have done this sooner. Oh, I mean. there you go. Um, I think when I look at sort of the define, you're right, if they have a, a roster of nine, you know, is there an internal budget that was set that doesn't allow sort of for nine paychecks? I mean, mm. when we think about there being a, a cost to doing business, and we'll talk more oh. about this in a moment yeah. uh, because, you know, financial planning when it comes to organizations can also have a say on how a roster is, is yeah. put together
1: again. Well, while they do have a, a bunch of like uh, new players and, and rookies, <laughs> they did sign like a, a player like Sato and, and Hisu that I, I cannot for the life of me think that they're like cheap to sign. And uh, I don't know, all in all, like just looking at the last row rumor, uh, like you said, it's, it's a good uh, depth. Uh, uh piece to add, especially at the flex uh, healer role that we've we've also uh, unless you're like the NYXL, you you sometimes need that another a uh, flex healer. Even San Francisco Shock ha- have two, right? So mm-hmm. uh, and and like their out of their current duo of supports, Ansun Jai is definitely the bigger name from Element Mystic. So maybe that's part of the reason why they wanted to add a bit of a depth to. To flex uh, supports, if they do end up dropping someone, I mean they do have now two main tanks, two hit scan DPS, and then two flex supports. Uh, time will tell. Yeah, I, I'm just happy that like they're still actively looking to um, better their roster because I think I've already started like uh, playing around with with the power rankings and and uh, I'm not gonna spoil anything, but I think that Toronto uh, is is like maybe one or two small additions to a jump, jump up a tier. Yeah.
0: Well, you know, you're right. The power rankings, it's uh, definitely not something we want to you know, pull back on, but the fact that you've already started putting together your power rankings is a testament to the power of science that we hear (laughs) RSPOs. You can't Um,
1: defy science. So
0: you can't, you can't, no, not at all. Um, Segwaying into sort of the roster composition and the, the fact that budgets come into play. Harsh sat down with Jesko and GG recon and, uh, in a two part sort of article and video uh, series talked about a variety of topics. Uh, they touched on the, uh, experience that he had with the Houston Outlaws last season, uh, plans that they have with the Outlaws going into this season. But they also chatted about his transition away from the San Francisco Shock uh, to potentially the Washington Justice, to not the Justice, but then to the Vancouver Titans. Much of this you've heard on our own show. In fact, when Harsha sat down with us uh, now, well over a year ago, um, we talked about some of these things. But he was asked about, you know, the Vancouver Titans, that sort of first season and and what went weird, wrong or what have you. And one of the things that came out in that interview was Bumper, like what happened to Bumper? And Harsha had said how Bumper had won at one point, like the mechanically best Sigma on the team. Hmm. And the reason that he did not play had not, had nothing to do with performance, but more of. Um, like burnout. And that actually struck me hearing that, you know, bumper was experiencing sort of the burnout and to such an extent that he wasn't able to compete. Yeah. Like this is something that we think about as the Vancouver Titans trying to avoid, but then it also gets me wondering if what we heard from Alfred, the start of last season and, and the fact that they had partnered with the Domus Esports is what went on with bumper Potentially, what led them to believe how well we need to go and invest in this space um, without really identifying some of the other issues. Because Harsha then was asked, Well, you know, did you foresee what happened happening? And he talked about there being a lot of struggles between that roster, that sort of former runaway roster, and then what the organizational priorities would be. Um, One of the things Harsha had mentioned was like the organization had wanted to have the underdog, but then that former runaway roster comes in and they were nothing like the underdog. Um, they were I guess, the, the, uh,
1: they fell the top for, dog. They fell for the not not owl level uh, meme.
0: Yeah, I mean, you're not, you know what? Frankly, that could very well be true considering <laughs> some of the, the stories that we've heard but also the things that we've witnessed when it came to the Vancouver Titans. Um, but why this is pertinent is that the Harsha had said that you know these these players rightfully felt that they deserved uh, to be paid as a, a top team in the Overwatch League and um, were sort of of the belief, you know, rightly or wrongly, that they deserved um, experiences as a top team. Whereas organizationally, the Vancouver Titans were like, well, we were looking for this and we got that. Now I know in, in RSP core, there was sort of hot discussion. I've seen discussion on, on social where people are like, well, wait a minute. Why would it, why would an organization be upset with a winner? Like that just further, you know, exacerbates the situation. Well, if you've got financial constraints in play and let's consider connect sports entertainment as an owner ish. Cause again, even that kind of structure is all messy. If they've said you've got this much money and you're one piece of a big puzzle. Well, whomever's is running the operation can go up to the, the, you know, owners, the board or whomever it is they report to and say, can I, can I have some more? And here's why that's not a guarantee you'll get it. So at some point in time, you have to make tough decisions. And I think the pandemic simply, you know, exacerbated that. Harsha himself had, had uh, gone on to say how the Vancouver Titans actually gave him the best offer before he took the one from, from Houston and why, one of the reasons why he he took that offer was because of the trouble that he foresaw as possibly happening hindsight 2020 i mean he could be saying this and 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 speaking with authority that he may not have but i, I don't doubt harsha i've had a chance to sit down with him i have had a chance to talk with him um he's he's down to earth uh, he's a smart guy so you know the fact that he's saying that you know the trouble was you know there and the writing was on the wall the pandemic simply expedited what was probably going to happen.
1: Yeah, a lot of good points that I definitely agree with. I mean, before we even go down to uh, addressing the organization itself, like it is a shame that we couldn't see the bumper TZ lineup that they kind of talked about there with bumper oh. on the Sigma and TZ on the orista could have been uh, actually really nice. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I-, I mean, a lot a lot ties up uh, ties back to the fact that nobody predicted how good they're going to be like and 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 it's not not unforeseen that like some uh, franchises don't look to contending right from the get go right they want to build something and maybe they did not predict it and and imagine like an employee who is hired and normally you have a, a range for for that employee for his salary and suddenly he outperforms the rest of of the staff and he wants to be paid accordingly, and that's fine. But what 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 the problem is? Uh, I'm sorry that I'm jumping between uh, different examples. But if you want want to build like a house and you plan it for to be a, a two story building, right? You build your uh, foundations in in accordance. You you got to have the foundation set properly. You can't suddenly decide halfway. Okay, I'm gonna build a freaking skyscraper on this lot and. It's all rattly and you don't have the proper support. And and we saw that despite the Titans, you know, flying out of the gate like this, stuff like the bumper fallout, it's kind of like your chink in the armor if your foundation mm-hmm. is not set properly. And and even the shock, who are now these this huge monstrosity of a franchise who who can't appear to do wrong. Remember them in the first season? They were also uh, looking for that. Uh, uh, slower, well, slower, I'm I'm using double quotations here, but they mm-hmm. started out as this, you know, raggedy team with these uh, two players who couldn't even play in, in Sinatra and Super who nobody, like, there, there was a potential there, but they couldn't even play uh, the, for the majority of the first season. And they weren't really that good. Uh, videos were kind of, uh, you know, crappy at the start. And, and it all, all seemed kind of like ragtag team, not, not how we know them today. So these processes sometimes take time and 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 what happened with runaway it's kind of like a blessing and a curse i guess in a way we we all are left with that wonderful ride but but a lot of things have fallen out including a lot of the players who can't really find themselves on a team or have retired so there are some downsides to that you know amazing success right out of the gates and 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 a lot of people always assume that good team equals harmony and and peaceful and everything is going well. And a bad one is always a dumpster fire. Well, it's not true. And we do see from from some of the uh, things that uh, Harsha revealed that Titans, for better or for worse, were quite volatile. Even mm-hmm. throughout their uh, winning uh, times, they they are still very young. They're uh, in, in a new environment. Uh, they themselves uh, lost confidence in, in themselves as a team when Sombra came into play, or when when they lost to to Justice. So. That's something that again, I'm I'm going back to the point of of uh, of the the organization and the fa- and the the foundation, the facilities. They weren't prepared for the, for that success and for that turmoil, especially if you talk about you know the the difference, the gap of of languages and cultures. Mm-hmm. So uh, Harsha was right to see that chink in the armor, so to speak, and then and the biggest most impressive uh tower of cards will crumble if you don't support it properly and they weren't prepared for that.
0: Yeah. Well, and I you know has been clear to anyone who's listened to RSP, the Vancouver Titans lacked the actual infrastructure that they needed to support the team in that first season.
1: Yeah. And but- and, and nothing was you know, we're going to talk about the Valiant, and again, how I, I how I feel th- these situations were different. There was no point in time where the Titans were like blatantly saying, "No, we don't want this to go this way." They did try to adapt, but but sometimes it's just too little, too late. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and yeah, and what we know what happened.
0: <laughs> exactly. So you know, when we we look back, whether you are continuing to be a supporter of the Vancouver Titans, uh, whether you're a newer supporter of the Vancouver Titans, uh, whether you simply listen to the podcast because you like Omni and I talking in your ears so subtly once or twice a month. Uh, actually, no, it'd be uh, twice or four times a month when we go weekly. Every paycheck. Yeah. Every paycheck. <laughs> the the thing about this is that the roster that we see with the Vancouver Titans today is likely more in line with the roster that the organization, what little of it existed at the time, thought they might have been getting that first year. And again, at the end of the day, if you were to say, well, wait, they want to get a, a mediocre roster? No, they want to build their brand. They want to lay a foundation, to use your analogy, a nice strong foundation that they'll they'll slowly build additions to. And what they got in that first season wasn't, you know, the ranch style home. They got that, you know, former Faze mansion down in LA (laughs) as a team. And the problem was the foundation that they had laid could not support that.
1: Even the Wi-Fi couldn't support that.
0: Yeah. He was saying, (laughs) Marsha was saying they needed to have like three different internet connections or something like that, just to support the the internet experience within the home um if you haven't checked out the interview though uh i encourage you to go and, and read it uh, I'll, I'll link to it directly within our, our show notes um it's also in in rsp cord you can obviously find it online uh moving off of the the Vancouverians, back to the toronto defiant news that broke just after we actually uh, stopped recording last week uh, was that the toronto defiant had announced that they had a new content creator uh their tease. Uh, tweet had people thinking it was going to be a player, but no, it was actually a content creator. And the newest content creator for the Defiant is Fran, who I absolutely adore. I thoroughly enjoy watching Fran's streams, how she engages the community, uh, the positivity that she exudes. Like I, I talked about this in RSP court, how I, I kind of wish that Fran could, could get a, a spot on a team. Um, I understand the, dynamic of of skill is is variable and I think if I recall correctly at some point in time I had suggested could Fran be a content creator for the titans if they were to ever want to have one Uh, but the fact that she is joining uh, Karku in in Toronto uh, simply helps expand the brand uh, recognition
1: yeah I totally agree like it's very cool she's uh, streamers like Fran they're like far too few and and far between. We we don't get as nice of a person to really bring in uh, more people to the competitive scene. And that without saying even like the fact that she uh, came into this realm as, you know, as a girl and then she climbed up the ranks and proven time and time again how great she is, not just as a player, but as a a content creator. So I'm Mm -hmm. really happy for her. Uh, Really stoked to have her on the Canadian side, but uh, Atlanta, he just keeps on losing. Like the first, it was Emong who went to the shock and now Fran. It's, uh, yeah. what's going on there.
0: Well, you know what sucks to be them. She's uh, the side of the border. Hell yeah, it's
1: the better side of the border.
0: She's, you know, you're bringing her brand, the, the FOCC. I'm going to presume that'll, that'll probably continue in some way, shape or form. Right, so right. Slap a maple leaf on that bad boy. and, <laughs> I think we need to get Fran to join us for a show. I think it would be cool to get her, uh, you know, to take, talk uh, about her experience.
1: Permanently, right? Well,
0: oh, I'd be down for that. Do you think, do you think Fran <laughs> wants to, to be the th- yeah, new third can, host?
1: Her, her schedule is probably uh, so not busy and stacked. <laughs> no, no, no. That... She, she's not, she's not up to much, right?
0: I'm sure. sure. Um, but no, I think mean, it was pretty cool that, uh, that she's joined the Define as a, as a content creator. Uh, sticking on the Define, if you didn't notice their newest community hero is Stardust. Uh, Stardust, you would recognize if you're part of Defiant Court if you've ever gone out to the Defiant uh, events. Uh, you know, every month that they have their their Community Hero Award, I sort of wonder, I wonder who it'll be. And then I see and I'm like, oh, obviously. Hmm. Um, there are so. M-
1: then there is a point to this contest too.
0: Well, that's the thing is is it is it? Tr- it's, I think it's a true recognition of how yeah. strong the Defiant community is. Like there are so many phenomenal people. in in that community. I am almost jealous because you and I were out here out West. Um, We're quite frankly outsiders to the, you know, defiant discord and sort of the defiant community. And I, I respect that, that, you know, Vancouver dynamic makes things a little more interesting. Um, But, I am equally excited and proud of, of what they have built there. Uh, it is a very community driven organization, a very community driven experience. It's 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 quite frankly an example of how many other teams uh, could could evolve. I mean, we we have the contrast. We talk about this often. Toronto Defiant over here, Vancouver Defiant or Vancouver Defiant, Vancouver Titans over there, and and it's mm-hmm. it's night and day. Titans news, Um, to wrap the the payload, uh, Fried is no longer Fried, he is
1: Fried Wiener. I'm glad it's back, I mean it's very good to know, because you can't just leave it out there, people must know what is Fried, it's not a toast or potatoes, right, we gotta know it's a wiener. Well, someone asked,
0: uh, John Spector about, uh, how will the, the casters pronounce it? Are they going to say like F-R-D-W-N-R? And he's like, what are you talking about? They'll just say Fred Winner. And so I asked in Titans court, I'm like, you know, who, who's Fred or how's this Fred Winner hold up? Um, what's his SR? And, uh, Justin replied to say he wasn't entirely sure, but he understood that he drove a Ford. So, okay. and then I asked if he was Ford tough, and I didn't get a follow up there. But <laughs> have you seen uh, uh, Fried's uh, uh, Twitter uh, profile header?
1: I saw the tweet that he uh, followed up with, with the name announcement.
0: Well, yeah, but like it was a series of images, but his actual Twitter header right now is the Vancouver Titans like professional FRD. And then it looks like he's taken it and he scratched in WNR. on Mm -hmm. on the header. Like that's, that's totally off brand yet. So on brand. That's amazing. Yeah.
1: And that guy is an asset.
0: Yeah, he is. I mean, you know, okay. Just to, to, to talk about that briefly, it's, it's the personality that he brings that the Titans have lacked that I think is good for them. Mm -hmm. Um, they're, they're going to be able to start to establish their own identity. Yeah. and, the Vancouver Titans have had two seasons to try to do this and they have failed. If this is the season that finally allows them to turn things around, it's simply good for the organization. It's also good for the community. And frankly, what's good for the community is also good for us. Exactly. Speaking of good for the community, not the best news, but obviously excited uh, for her nonetheless. Uh, Sam, or unknown Sammy as you might know her uh, through social media, she is the community manager here with the Vancouver Titans. Uh, she recently announced that uh, she is leaving the organization. She's on to newer and exciting adventures. Uh, hasn't quite yet shared what those are. You know, I've I've often said this, um, when it comes to us here at, at RSP, when we are critical about the Vancouver titans we're critical about either the organization as a whole but we, we talk about that if we have to personify it we're going to talk about the tim holloways the guys at the top the ones who make those critical decisions mm-hmm. we might be critical about the play that we see or critical about the actions that individuals might take but when it comes to those who work behind the scenes, whether it's Tristan through social media, or or Sam through the community and through Discord, and um, others in the past like uh, Rob and 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 what have you, it, you know, they're the ones who have, have boots on the ground, who have to bear the brunt of what us and and, and all of you, our listeners, might might express. And one of the things that uh, I've noticed is Sam has really embraced the the defiant or the defiant again Titans community um, she quite honestly did what no one else had been doing in engaging in conversation and trying to sort of put a face or or uh, um you know that that personify the actual team to to its community. Maddie did that, but Maddie had so many different hats on that she yeah. didn't have the time. Whereas Sam had that job, so the Vancouver Titans losing Sam you know, she's leaving huge shoes that someone else may or may not be able to fill. Um, but I am excited for her. I'm excited for the opportunities that are in front of her. And it does sound
1: like she's got uh, a real exciting one lined up. Yeah. I'm joining you in those uh wishes and, and maybe the big off season and the lack of actual uh, announcements for now are a good time to, for, for the organization to find someone uh, suitable for that role. Yeah. E-
0: Sort of pulling back the curtain, it does sound, however, (laughs) that the organization is currently um, providing a reduced level of pay. Um, And this is not a Titans thing. This is sort of functionally the the sports and entertainment side of that organization. So it might be like three-quarters work, three-quarters pay. Mm -hmm. That's hard to compete. But again, a pandemic is is really the, the, the driver behind that. I don't know for any certainty as oh, to what oh, their wait, plans wait, wait. are. I know
1: that one. It's uh COVID related uh, issues.
0: Yeah. Well that, so based <laughs> on what we're going to get to mo- in a moment, apparently that's a okay. Um, but, uh, if we hear of anything, you can rest assured already set phone will be the place to share it with you. Uh, we'll take ourselves a short break and then uh, dive into the fray. This ain't a rapid fire cut. No, the Los Angeles Valiant, after their social media team tried to refute Halo's rumor, <laughs> well, let's just say that cat got t- let out of the bag and it was not happy. They mm. let everyone go. The, the, the silly thing about this, and we'll, we'll, again, we'll get into some of the specifics that we know is that they spent time wording things in such a way that allowed outs like oh um uh, immortals is still going to own the team and yeah. uh, or still owns the team or it was like all of these sort of wiggle room uh, words and <laughs> what's now come to 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 be truth is that uh, lav is going to china we knew that already like yeah. I, the fact that the league had announced that was was key too Um, Immortals is still technically involved, but it sounds like they now have a new partner that's uh, sort of calling the shots. And if you were to think, well, what do you mean by partner? Uh, Think of how like the Vancouver Titans are really owned by like the Aquilini family in some way, shape or form, or whatever the heck, you know, dynamic they have with enthusiast gaming, what have you. And like Luminosity Games was their partner. So that, that's sort of the concept here. Now, apparently they, they tried their darndest. To, to get this team that they just recently built and signed people to to china because they had they had, i mean the whole relocation thing just must have sprung on them just like that and they tried they tried so so very hard but you know due to all those visa related issues they just decided they had to let everyone
1: go yeah they want to be like uh the fusion and nyxl that they Name dropped in the tweet too, <laughs> yeah. So like, the, uh, it's exactly the same situation, guys. No, nothing shady going on in here. I See, so I they, dropped, they're doing this. I, I I
0: dropped this passive aggressive comment in defiant cord when this went down. <laughs> I said, you know, too bad the Los Angeles Valiant didn't have access to those same immigration uh consultants <laughs> that the Philadelphia Fusion had. And 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 someone's like, you do realize that Philadelphia is going to Korea? I, you know, like it's like I'm trying to picture that meme of the point, you know, sort of passing Mm. over someone's head. Yes. LAV going to China is a different dynamic than the Philadelphia fusion or NYXL going to Korea, different countries, different visa requirements, lots of complexity involved, but I am so sorry. If that's how you're running your your organization that you make a last minute decision, just like that. And then you decide that, Oh my goodness is too hard. We can't make this happen. So bye-bye everyone. How is it that you, you had no foresight or planning to consider this as a problem when you were signing these people?
1: I'm so like dumbfounded by 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 their entire like process of, of trying to you know deny the rumors and then the wording of this tweet is just atrocious. And the name dropping of these two teams, it's like putting a band-aid on like an, an amputated leg or something they're like trying their hardest their their hardest to you know to to appear as as disgusting and and as duplicitous as they could i mean when at least the titan organization thing happened the implosion imagine them just deny flat out denying every piece of trouble that there might have been not staying silent or or writing oh news will come but coming out with a tweet, "Oh no, it's everything is just a rumor, nothing happens." And then once things are are falling hitting the fan, they'll be like, "Oh, whoopsie. Uh just we tried, but because of like visa issues." That's like the the, the part that gets to me. Like, why why would you like put in that covid thing in there? Why? Well, so you know what? I I'm as devil's
0: advocate here. I Bet you, there was some complexity. Like, I I bet you there was COVID-related visa issues. The thing is, the decision in my mind, as jaded as it might be, had been made, and then they're like, well, geez, what would be a good enough reason? (laughs) That one seems to work. Like, look at the Vancouver Titans, to to use as an example that you you introduced. When the reckoning occurred, with the W in front of that, Mm -hmm. the Team implosion and change that took place may have had COVID-related visa issues. Who knows? But the Titans, as an organization, had their team here in North America. They actually spent money and had them go back to Korea. Yeah, it wasn't a good experience when the kids had to go and play on, uh, you know, land from their home on ping or whatever the heck was going on. But the point is, is that the Titans sort of tried it out. And then when it didn't work, they admit it. yeah, this is it. We're done. It's unfortunate it reached this point. We're going to clearly tell you we've let these players go and this person's been terminated. Um, We plan on going in another direction and here's what this is. This one is like LA going saying, yeah, we're totally going to do something. Awesome. Yeah, so excited, so excited, so excited. By the way, yeah, that roster, man, they just couldn't get visas. Sucks to be them. Be our fans, please. Yeah, I'm sorry. They are totally unrelated. I know you got heated when I asked on Twitter, you know, which situation was worse. And what was interesting is that the Valiant, you know, this very scientific Twitter vote, which totally is accurate. The Valiant had a greater number of votes as being the worst situation than the Titans. But those who spoke up about the Titans kept saying, Oh, they, the Vancouver Titans ruined runaway and they, they, they ruined the Cinderella story. And I don't disagree with any of that. And every person that feels that way has, every right to feel how they feel but the vancouver titans weren't a cinderella story they could have been you're right but that's they're different situations this was one where a team went and screwed people over
1: and with all my love and respect to the to the runaway team vancouver titans are not runaway the moment they signed those contracts that's it. You're not part of, uh, of runners and flower events team. There's another bunch of players that are playing there. You are disassociated now from, from, you know, that team. And, and we did at the beginning, uh, are wondering why aren't they not embracing this history? Now I see, now I see what they, they probably feared that something like this might, might happen. And, and maybe they didn't. I don't know. But, but looking back, it's a good thing that they didn't like, put all their chips on oh we're, we're now runaway too and we're gonna take the colors and then we were embracing that because you can't do that it's a completely different organization mm-hmm. and they had no obligation to do that as well so i actually respect them kind of like for not falling for that easy money trap <laughs> and, and 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 like comparing the two like you have the same office right and Let's say one employee gets laid off and it's because he just underperforms. He's a bad fit. Uh, the, the management and the employee both tried multiple things. They moved him to another uh, uh, cubicle. I don't know. It didn't work. Everybody said goodbye uh, nicely or not. I don't know. It, it, they were let go. But the Valiant situation is like an employee who got let, let go because he like stole office appliance and, and toilet paper from, from the office and then he's like, "Oh, I'm blaming the economy." I you, and and that's kind of like uh, what happened there. It's it's so different, and that's well, I why, ha- like, I, I I don't say that any one of these two situations is great or like a, a good uh, uh, example of how to run things. But I'll take an incompetent or- organization over a you know a one that that runs deceit and and like uh, lying to your face any time of the week, and I don't care. No. Uh, if they sign like a better team and maybe they will be maybe they'll be a contender or whatever i'm not rooting for them for that organization at least like i i'm i'm not blaming obviously the players who are going to be signed and then i wish them all the best but that's not how you do things and i'm kind of disappointed with you know how uh Overwatch League has stayed silent throughout mm-hmm. this entire process maybe we'll hear more i, I don't know but sure. uh,
0: I was going to say, I, I, with your analogy, I thought you were going to go with the place. Well, imagine if they had just hired all these people, they got these employees, and suddenly they decided, by the way, our office is down the street now, uh, but you're all fired. Yeah. Like that, that's ultimately Absolutely. how the LAV situation yeah. happened in a very simple way. Um, you were saying, though, about how the Overwatch League is is allowing this to
1: happen. At the end of the day, it's all a business. And and let's not try and, and pretty our words and make them nicer. We all know that they want another, uh, like, not they, like, or, or the new management that put in all the money and, and bought or purchased. I don't know what type of ownership we're talking about. I, I frankly don't care. But I do know that they want to have another franchise in, in China because it's a huge market and all that. Mm-hmm. And, and all these uh, players who were dropped and the staff, they're just, like, sacrificial pawns for this uh, big move that... Uh, the league or or the new management has done and that's that's the harsh truth and this uh little pathetic tweet it's like uh uh leaving your workplace in 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 disgrace but you know everybody knows that like uh this la valiant uh name and branding is is just a temporary thing and then by probably season five we'll see a different name different logo different colors and yeah. everybody will forget uh except for us we will not forget ever yeah, the Northwood members or the Valiant fans who peace out to yeah. in
0: similar fashion the well, former Titans least, fans have.
1: At least they have another team.
0: Well, and the Glads, they, they're like, we're staying in LA. Like, they're, <laughs> oh.
1: yeah, they're like, okay, we win. So, of course, I mean, of when course we, they win by default.
0: You know, the reason I sort of brought back to like Overwatch League allowing this to happen, I mean, I don't know what goes on in, in League headquarters. You and I are not privy to any of the conversations no. that are happening there. And there is some complexity to all of this that we'll truly never understand or even be told about. But what it comes down to is that when these decisions are made, these are business decisions, business decisions impact good people. And sometimes good people are the uh, collateral damage that it is is having to be sorted out through the business decision. Could this be what's best for the league? Maybe in the long term it might be, but in the, in the short term, it just it comes across and it reinforces in my mind, my belief, which I have shared before on our show, that the Overwatch League currently has a set of rules and operating procedures that are written on a napkin that they uh, all got together at a Sonic and, and, and penned together. And they're not the only league that has been accused of having these sort of napkin rules. Uh, Major League Soccer is another one who, who often change based on necessity. Like they'll change rules mid-season that somehow uh, allow one team to do better than another. Because again, who knows why? It's difficult as someone though in the community because one, we will never be involved. But two, we're, we're emotionally invested in this. I have no business connection to the success of the league. If the Overwatch League were to disappear tomorrow, yeah, that means I have to seriously consider what we do with Ready Set Pwn. And frankly, if Sam had his way, we'd just talk about basketball all the time. Maybe that's when he comes back to the show. Yeah. But we can iterate. Our our investment is purely an emotional one. Like many fans, it is an emotional investment. And you know, my my anger that you've seen from time to time case in point, getting on to my quote-unquote TED Talks on Twitter when I was going off about the Vancouver Titans, that all comes from the emotional connection that I have to this very community. And I feel that if I have this soapbox and this voice that can be used, then I should use it is is my responsibility, rightly or wrongly. And I mean, hindsight being twenty twenty, if someone was in my shoes, would they have said what I said? I mean, consider this. I have yet to hear anything from the Vancouver Titans since that last Ted talk where I lit them on fire. And you know what? Maybe that's the price that we pay. It's an unfortunate one, um, but that doesn't mean we go away. We're still here because it's the community. It's you, our listeners that we're about. We're not, we don't really care if the Vancouver Titans at the end of the day, make a thousand dollars, a skin or whatever the heck, you know, that's, that's not important. Yeah. Uh,
1: and, and again, the last thing I'm going to say about this is to, to finalize, it's not that we don't understand why they're doing this, or, or, or. Well, we don't that, like,
0: really know why. Yeah,
1: but. but but we could have accepted it. It's fine. It's business, and it's a relocation, and as harsh as that can be, it's it it's it's happened once. It will happen again. Not just in Overwatch, but in mm-hmm. other franchises. It's that approach of like, I I love this league. I'm invested into it. Not just the Titans are defined. I love uh, uh, this eSport. And I'm having a lot of fun in supporting it. And I've put down so much uh, of my time and, and even some, some money into, into that uh, little, uh, not little anymore, but this entire uh, business or what you want to call it, the league, really. It's the best word to use. Mm-hmm. And then a, a, an organization would come forth with this uh, you know, attitude or, or, and phrase something that just assumes the entire world is, is stupid. There's no other word to it. Like they, they just think we're all stupid, and we're just gonna accept that. And and that's why I voiced, you know, my, my concern with that and my criticism as loudly as I could. And mm-hmm. yeah, that's all.
0: Yeah. And at the end of the day, though, you and I are still here recording a podcast, uh, talking about how Reinhardt is the greatest hero in the game. <laughs> You're um, saying that. Yeah, that's true. Uh, let's actually talk about some other changes that took place over the last couple of weeks in the Overwatch League. So the Boston Uprising have uh, added a couple of players. Uh, if you hadn't seen the leak from the Overwatch League themselves, uh, Valentine and Faith are now members of the Uprising. Mm-hmm. Definitely up and rising. <laughs> I still can't get over the fact that the League, through a post, essentially leaked, like. They, like so... You know, it's one thing when, like, Halo drops the news or a podcast like us or Isker Platch or something like that. No, the league outright leaked it. But what a wonderful follow-up on that.
1: Have you seen which, it? Which the one, uh, the Valentines? Yeah. Then they sent them a, a bouquet of flowers to, the, the league sent a bouquet of flowers to Boston and told them, well, some, sometimes uh, Valentine comes earlier. Yeah. Um cute. And then uh, the London uh, uh, Spitfire,
0: they've added Shacks. They actually acquired him mm-hmm. via a trade from the Los Angeles Valiant, which, <laughs> uh, you know, I don't know what the Valiant are getting back in return when it comes to trades. Like, is, is it like money? Is it like Maybe. rights to like you know, skin percentages, like uh, who knows, it's but, uh, Shaxx is now a member of, uh, the Spitfire. So good for him to find a,
1: yeah. a, a place to, to land, or in this case, take off. London now has like three hit scans. So yeah, can you have it too one, many? one can never be too careful. We all remembered how Blase's McCree uh, was looking. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, Overwatch League merch. If you haven't been a fan of Fanatics, don't worry, that deal is done. Uh, As of February 1st, teams will have the ability to go local. Uh, The San Francisco Shock, I think, might have been one of, if not the first team to go in and out. It's like, hey, come buy threads from us. Um, I'm going to presume other teams will get in on this action. Um, mm-hmm. I can't speak to, uh, what Toronto had done prior to fanatics. I know like the Vancouver Titans had, uh, had a partnership with their own sort of internal, um, uh, retailer. So there's this, um, essentially it's called van base, but it's like the, the team store for the Vancouver Canucks, Vancouver warrior sports mm-hmm. properties. Well, they had Titans gear and some of the gear on announce and reveal was really high quality.
1: Yeah, they were um, really early on, on that game uh, when they uh, just got announced.
0: Yeah, they had real nice stuff. And then the good Fanatics stuff. gear came around. And, like,
1: yeah, I got... It was not as good.
0: Well, I, I currently have four Fanatics shirts. They they I can't wear them in public because the print is off. And when I complained to Fanatics, they're like, oh, we're so sorry, we'll just send you replacements. The replacements were worse. And I'm like, screw this, like... <laughs> I'm just going to presume that that's a, that's a write off with Uh money. You know, it's, it's us funds. So it's not cheap for us in Canada. Obviously I had to pay to get it shipped here, which doesn't help either. And I know that's not the league, um, that, you know, functionally creates that problem, but I'm, I'm kind of happy that fanatics is gone, but then I'm somewhat skeptical as to how all the individual teams will handle it. Like I'm sure some will do it well and some will have great partners to work with. Um, but does that mean that the teams that I would like to support being the Defiant and Titans have similar arrangements? I, I've, i, I, have, I have faith with the Defiant, the roots shirt that I, I won through the Defiant contest, uh, at the end of last year, really good quality. Unfortunately, a little too small for me, but really good quality and yeah. roots is a nice, good. Well, I don't know if they're still like completely Canadian,
1: but they're a Canadian brand. Yeah, my only uh clothing that I have from the Titans is also not the Fanatics thing. It's the Champions uh black hoodie, which is kind of nice. I, I I wore the hell out of it, so it's no longer as nice as it was, but I wore it around the house a lot. So, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. By the way, we're we're here and we're ready to review any uh um, you know, threads that the teams mm-hmm. might want to send our way. We'll definitely uh yep. Adam, Tim, <laughs> Yeah. Adam, Tim, I know the, at least one of you listens to our podcast. <laughs> At least, you know, once a year. <laughs>
0: um, but yeah, you're right. Omni, Omni share is a good point. If you need if you need uh, merch reviews, uh, I know of two guys that would be more than happy to, to give you the straight goods. Uh, speaking of the straight goods, uh, Activision Blizzard, or as we would know it if you are on the market, ATVI, uh, they had a, a shareholder report, essentially a recorder being a publicly traded company. They have to report on uh, the business. And within the shareholder report, uh, they shared details that suggest that Overwatch 2, as well as a title like Diablo 4, will not be out until 2022. Now, they didn't say like definitively that it's not until 2022. But when shareholder uh, information is released, there are some more stringent rules that go around the language. And when the language is not... Um, sort of forward thing, like positive, it tends to be a little more accurate. So in this case, Sam seems to think he's won a bet, like two bets. Somehow I we're having two basketball shows because of this, but I'm like trying to explain, them, no. It sucks because if we consider that we've heard to this point that Overwatch as we know it isn't iterating with maps and heroes until Overwatch 2 comes out. Our last hero in the game was, was that Baptiste? Or was that ec-
1: Sigma. Oh, ECHO? Sigma. ECHO. Was it Sigma
0: ECHO? Okay. But still, it's been so long. And I, I mean, I can't remember. I could go and research and look this up. But we'll have gone a long period of time. And if there's no new maps, I mean, Kenazaka got added. But it, based on what Jeff said, it's like, yeah, this was sort of an accident. It's like a you know Bob Ross special, a happy little accident. So I'm not confident. And I kind of wonder, like, what do you do in the meantime? Yeah. Like, Overwatch as a game is an older game. It's not as old as some of the other titles. Like, you have uh, World of Warcraft, but World of Warcraft has been continually getting, you know, DLCs. Um, Adam, he actually on Twitter, if you, you wanted to check it out, uh, so at Grazen, G-R-A-Z-E-N, he he actually tweeted this out um, back on February 4th, but he had said, Overwatch 2U's, stop sign, not being released in 2021. Green checkmark, free to play access to all. Green checkmark, absolutely no pay to win. Green checkmark, a version built for mobile, which I have questions about. Green checkmark, continuous content updates. Hand up, when do we get the beta? So I'm, I'm going to prognosticate here. Him saying it's not being released in 2021, I trust Adam. So let's go with 2022. Free-to-play access to all. I think Overwatch as we know it today is going to go free-to-play. And that's kind of in line with how how the teams have been given so many titles. Like, copies to give away that that transition will happen. Free to play will introduce new players. So that helps the ecosystem somewhat. Absolutely no pay to win so far outside of the occasional bug skin or (laughs) emote that allows craziness to happen. There isn't any pay to win in the game today. So it's good to see that that will continue to be the case version built for mobile. Like, I, I don't deny the popularity of the mobile ecosystem. In fact, if you are a game developer, there are more people on mobile than there probably is in, in any other device. I wonder how the mobile experience will compare to that of us on PCs. And will we be playing players on mobile? Like, how is that going to work? Like I, I'm, that one was out of left field. I would have never thought Overwatch Two was going to have a version built for mobile. Uh, continuous content updates, that's that's been Overwatch. That's that's no different. But the when do we get the beta? I kind of think we're going to hear about the beta at BlizzCon line because he does right. say more BlizzCon line. I think a beta comes out this year. Like, oh yeah, I, I, I can't I so, see us going until 2022 with no sort of new shiny to. To experience
1: yeah I think uh, the data uh, the beta will be maybe even more expanded than what it was last time, especially because we do know that uh the overwatch and overwatch Two ecosystem there will be kind of an overlap, so you will be able to still play uh, between the two um, you know games, so to speak mm-hmm. and I guess they do need to test that functionality as to the mobile. I really hope that at least in some capacity we might get um cross play like Call of Duty does it uh rocket League they do it maybe not in competitive but at least in you know the arcade and then quick play modes that will be really fun and yeah. it will open up a whole set of possibilities and bring in a ton of new players uh, into the fray <laughs> yeah. but I'm I'm very sad like I wrote one thing to comment on the fact that, um, Overwatch 2 is not coming out until 20, 22 I just wrote in this sad world of ours sorrow comes to all and it comes with bitter agony perfect relief is not possible except with the passing of time Abraham Lincoln so yeah is that a new playable character in the game <laughs> Uncle well, that Wave? would be cool that
0: would be cool <laughs> Um, talking a little bit about BlizzConline so we've gotten more information uh, as to, to BlizzCon line, as we already know, it's February 19th and 20th. Um, just sort of a brief introduction on February 19th, the afternoon or evening for those of you on the the East coast is when we'll see sort of the keynote presentations. It's completely free. It's completely online. So there's no need to buy tickets to, to see all the the news. I imagine we're going to get some, some good stuff. I mean, the, uh, sort of, animated content that they create the micro stories on that. I imagine we're going to oh, yeah. get to another production. Uh, I was watching the overwatch two announcement um, still to this day. I, oh, so I, I just, I get moved almost to tears. <laughs> That's how, I, how emotionally I connected Every I am to that
1: time. I watch one of these like cinematic short cinematics. I go down this rabbit hole of spending like the next two hours of watching all of them one yeah. after another. They're so well, good
0: like the, the one from last BlizzCon where like, I've been watching the, it, there's a copy of one where there's a crowd reaction where I can hear the yeah, pop and that, yeah, yeah, yeah. but like that moment where Winston is like, you know, Tracer, get them to the, oh, man, get I'm them to the safety. I'll hold like... the line. And, yeah. um, May's like, but you said we should never get apart. And I'm like, I'm just, I, I thought Winston was going to, that was it. That was okay. the end of his character. Like that. I, I, and then Genji comes flying in and then, you know, ride Hart hammered, like, it was perfect.
1: Just masterful work, direction, yeah. angles, flow of animation, insane.
0: Yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm sorry. I just, I get so excited. So we're, I think we're going to see more. Is what I was getting at. <laughs> um, but what else can you possibly get out of BlizzCon line outside of news and information? Well, there are. Um, packs that you can purchase Uh, I won't go over all of the details of all the different packs but there are three of them they have an essentials pack a heroic pack and an epic pack if you get the heroic pack or epic pack you can get a legendary Reinhardt skin of Jim Rayner so you'll now know him as Reinhardt I want that skin I, I don't care about anything else. I don't care about my Radnum Madness of yeah. Darkmoon Fair Legendary card or Diablo Three Wings or a Snowstorm Mount in WoW. I want the Rainheart Legendary. The, the problem is that if you want to buy any of these packs, I'm just going to drop the Canadian funds amount. The Essentials Pack is $27. If I want that Reinhardt Skin, it's 55 Canadian. Ooh, it's essentially like $30
1: That's more a lot of double doubles.
0: Now I can, you could say, Oh, well, they get all this other stuff, but I don't play any of those games. I just want the Reinhardt skin. Yeah, I agree. My, my birthday is next Monday. Like if there's anyone from, from ATVI listening, you're like, Oh, you know what? Light force. He's a good dude. <laughs> Let's get him a birthday gift. Okay. I mean, it's possible. I, I just want Reinhardt. Reinhardt is my hero. I think I've expressed this before, yeah. where, um, like, you know, I can Reinhardt it up. I mean, I, that's just my guy.
1: Join our Patreon.
0: Well, th- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know if I'm going. Even- that's the thing, though. Is even if 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 we have patrons, we have patrons. Some of our our greatest supporters. I'd feel bad spending their money. Yeah, on on just for the Reinhardt. Rainheart skin and the epic pack is 80 bucks wow. good digital stuff. And I, 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 in the context of BlizzCon being free, yeah. you know, I understand that this is a way to try to, you know, cover for costs and obviously, you know, make, make a few bucks if need be. Um, but I, and I had maybe contemplated going to BlizzCon sort of last year before the pandemic. And obviously I'm not spending, you know, thousands of dollars in travel and, and all of that. I, it's difficult for me to go to the wife and hey can can i can i buy this
1: yeah yeah i mean i'm a sucker for starcraft anything starcraft related i would love because it's my first blizzard game and my first uh you know exposure to esports i love the skin i don't think it's 50 something dollars nice of a skin uh, i don't like how the hair looks but I want to, I want to have it. I want it. I need it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, rainheart
0: if anyone from ATVI is listening, rent Chris's birthday, Feb 15. When's your, when's your
1: birthday? Bobby? Mine? Yeah. It's June 21st.
0: So that's okay. This says it's available through September 15th. So that could just be an early birthday gift from, yeah. from Blizzard, right? Just saying. Uh, but, uh, I am looking forward to BlizzCon. We'll be back obviously with another episode. um, after blizzcon i started quickly doing the math in my head but we can share everything that we've learned there uh in the game though uh there is an event going on it's the uh lunar new year event that we're we're accustomed to some some pretty decent skins that have been added like this is pretty consistent new event new skins we've got the uh, event to get X number of wins gets you a skin weekly. Uh, you have until like tomorrow to get your first nine wins to get, yeah, I think I'm it's the Hanzo on. skin right
1: now. No, it's the Baptiste Terracotta. Oh, the Baptist. one. It's actually okay. pretty sweet. I want it. I, I, I'm still missing like two wins. Um and then they have a new mode in
0: there. It's a bounty uh, free for all. The way it works is essentially it's the first to 4000 points wins. Uh the bounty concept is that the first person that gets a kill is then a bounty and they're highlighted red. You can see them throughout the map mm-hmm. and then the person who brings them down gets more points than if you bring down any other character. So it's it, it sort of provides like a team context to FFA because you might wish to go and focus on the person who's worth more
1: like less tag. than the
0: people who are not. Yeah, kind of like tag.
1: Unfortunately, when I played it, none of the people really focused on the red guy. They just kept on playing it like it was FMA. (laughs)
0: Um, But to other things that have happened since our last episode, Uh, end of January, there was a patch. Uh, We saw some changes to Echo. She got a, essentially what I think equates to being a nerf. Um, Her ammo has been reduced and her focusing beam duration has been dropped. Uh, It hasn't slowed her down in the hands of someone who knows how to play her uh tracer her her damage fall off got rescaled uh i frankly i don't play tracer well enough to even notice a difference um but the idea behind this was that it's essentially to make her more of a close-up you know damage dealer as opposed to the mid-range she was able to deal uh your your good buddy zenyatta his uh, projectile speed for his orb of harmony has been reduced and his projectile speed for his Ooh. orb of discord has been reduced, but also his amplification has been reduced. The nerf Ooh. hammer came out and they smacked him upside the head. Mm,
1: poor Zen. Yeah.
0: And then, uh, as far as, uh, the patches since then, um, just some, you know, general updates, lunar new year, as we talked about the bounty hunter brawl, um, yeah, Replay got updated, nothing happening in character in game, new, new maps, no new people, no new, nothing, just mode skins, Um, have fun. M1 the heck out of people with Reinhardt's hammer and everyone's happy. So here we are at the end of a show, which, quite frankly, went a lot longer than I expected it would. But let's be honest: we had more news in the payload to talk about, and both of us needed to express our emotion as it pertained to the Los Angeles Valiants. We're
1: an emotional bunch.
0: We are. I actually, I was having a, a conversation uh, with with Adam on on Twitter uh, this evening, um, not getting into you know the details, but I had said how. The rational ex the rational mind understands and explanations that pertains to business, but I'm an emotional person and it's difficult sometimes to rationalize what the heart feels. So for me, it's this constant struggle. So even if I were to have sort of the understanding, and the education, my heart often will get in the way. So, and that's not trying to say others don't have that same, you know, emotional uh, struggle, but that's just me, me in a nutshell. If you've been listening to the show long enough, you know, I'm just a big softy. We know. I know you know. Well. Do our Sam listeners know? Well, no, he couldn't. I was too soft for him. Sam, the cold-hearted hater. <laughs> I'll never let that go. Um, speaking of Sam, I actually asked him, when does he want to record the, uh, the basketball episode? Because I will follow through on that bet that I lost with him. And his words, I quote, dude, I just left the podcast. You want me back already? So- like can't what get things regrets? straight with him. He's just chilling now. Yeah. No kidding. Just he's retired. Just yeah. kicking back, you know, sipping my ties and eating wings from uh, the sports bar. Counting his Doge coins. Yes. Doge coins. Actually he is. Uh, uh, I don't know if he still has it. He holds a share in enthusiast gaming. Oh, there you go.
1: That's your path to the moon.
0: Well, I, I I was actually, okay, I, I have no knowledge of, of investment, uh, no investment acumen, none of that, um, but uh, I was just considering on a lark uh, buying a share or two myself in enthusiast gaming because I feel that I could rightly claim to be an owner of the Vancouver Titans <laughs> If I'm only, I know it's a shareholder and a minuscule one of EGLX, who in the grand scheme of things may or may not own the Titans. Who knows? But I just, you know, I'd love to update our tagline to be, you know, the podcast with the catchphrase in yeah. the Vancouver Titans owner.
1: The stock price right now is six
0: dot sixty nine. It was it was like seven something earlier. It's gone down a little bit if i got into it like a few months back it was like two something so could have made some cash there well you could say that almost about any stock i wonder if oam will 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 go public that'd be cool we could we could be owners of eglx and oam with our like one share or so each
1: then they'll just give us more than the current reasons to be pissed let's just uh (laughs) keep it separate from our portfolios (laughs)
0: Oh man, what has
1: our podcast turned into?
0: Uh, Speaking of our podcast, beautiful thing, you know, turning into things. I know I've talked about this in the last few episodes. Please stay tuned, Got some new things in the works. Omni and I just need to actually sit down and, and bring them to life. Uh, but just to give it a high-level introduction, the idea here is to sort of introduce some additional content in between our current episodes, but then when the season starts up, to have this content either iterate into its own sort of space, whether it be uh, rewarding those who support our, our show a little bit more or in turn just being something different. Uh, you and I, we have ideas. We we like to talk. We like the sound of our own voice. Oh yeah. So I mean, we're,
1: hey, we're, why we're not? literally uh, paid in our jobs to talk. So
0: that is true, and that job is not what we do here. This is what we do no. for fun. So the fact that we're paid to talk, but then do what we do here and talk and don't get paid is kind of surreal. Like, do we ever stop working?
1: Uh not really. No, we live to work.
0: I guess so. I guess so. But uh, if you are looking uh, for more, whether it is to, to read up about RSP or to support us, head to ReadySetPone.com or on Twitter, Twitter.com slash ReadySetPone, Facebook.com slash ReadySetPone, and Instagram.com slash ReadySetPone. Hey, you could sub to us on Twitch. We're never on it anymore, but Twitch.tv slash ReadySetPone. Again, if you have those Prime subs and you're wanting to support us, just drop them on us. I, I, I unfortunately can't guarantee you'll get anything for that because we don't, we don't stream. But just give us those thoughts. Drop those bits in chat. There might be bots in there you could talk to. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Patreon.com slash ready uh, one of the benefits of, of joining us on Patreon, obviously, some of the rewards, recognition within the podcast, recognition within our ready Set, Pone discord, which if you're not already a member of Discord.io slash ready Pone, Shame on you. Oh, there are some people who have joined, and I've actually noticed a, a slow trickle of people who are leaving. Um, some you know, insight when the Vancouver Titans reckoning took place, I was genuinely surprised at the number of people that did not leave RSP court. We actually had more people join. And then since we started covering and talking about the Vancouver, Vancouver Titans and the Toronto defiant, that's when I actually saw the sudden uptick of people departing. So I genuinely wonder if we've lost listeners who are like, I can't believe they're talking about Toronto.
1: Well, when people, uh, when the Titans reckoning happened, well, I guess like the first step of, of, uh, grief is denial, right? It's also a river in Egypt.
0: <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, ready, set, pwn discord, discord.io slash ready, set, Uh, right now the conversation of the day is actually everything to do with the uh, weather that's going on in Vancouver. We may get snow. In fact, we had a couple of hours of it earlier this week, and someone tweeted out the picture of 2 p.m. It's like a whiteout blizzard. And 5 p.m., green glass, clear sky, sun's out. And it's like Vancouver survived winter. Yeah,
1: but it's usually the coldest when the sun is out. Well, that, no,
0: and, and that's the thing. Like, uh, The colder it gets here in Vancouver, the less and less likely it is that we would see snow. Mm-hmm. And that, it's just because we get so we go from so humid to so dry. Um, it's that sort of intermediary period between, you know, zero. So a little bit above, a little bit below is to when the big stuff starts to fall from the sky. Um, but I know for those of you who are out East, who are are obviously more experienced in the Canadian winter, I apologize that we live in the tropics. I'll send you pictures of the Japanese cherry trees that are already starting to blossom. So any final words of wisdom you want to share with all of our, our listeners there, Ani? Uh,
1: shareholder report suggests basketball two is not going to be released until 2022 basketball two mm-hmm. okay whatever happened to basketball One? Oh, it's still being played but oh, okay there haven't been like a lot of updates recently so we're still waiting <laughs> interesting interesting
0: uh final words of wisdom from me again stay safe um I, I don't think there's anything more that I can ask than than to do that. You keep um, on
1: recycling your words of wisdom. Well, everywhere. I
0: you know, know kind of I was. So actually, candidly, I was going to to open up a little bit. Um, I'm might not sound like it. Like I mean, on the show, I'm, I'm I have fun. I really enjoy our, our times recording. But like, I'm having a rough go. Like individually, it, it, it I'm 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 experiencing a whole lot of emotions. I imagine there's a lot of other people out there experiencing those same same ones so i think my my stay safe my recycling of it is me trying to put on the the brave face and and that's that's just again me trying not to like get to that See, woods I, of wisdom and break down was wrong. i felt it you know and i it is like i you know and this is this is again talking about what what uh, omni and i do for a living um, as adult educators, we actually have experience in training where we can almost sort of flip a switch and present learning and deliver content, tell stories and connect with people in a way that you might perceive that as, wow, they're really good at what they do. They're really good at talking. There's confidence there. Now, I won't speak for Omni. That just might be him naturally. But for me, it's like an act. I flip a switch, I turn on, I get into this role. Even now, I'm acting like there's, I'm, I'm coming across as, as something I'm, I'm not, I can, I, I, I talk about how in, in my former job where I was a, a, a learning facilitator in a classroom environment, how I could be like physically sick. Like we're talking like full on head cold stuff that you would never go back into work in the new world with, but in the old world it was perfectly acceptable to show up with like the worst cold or flu possible. I would flip the switch. And I would be Chris with all this energy upbeat, fully on. And the moment that class was done, it's like, oh my God, why is Chris so pale? Why can he barely walk? Why was the world spinning? I don't know what it is. It's a skill set that that us adult educators possess. And if you're a teacher, right? If you're if you're someone who who works in that type of environment, you probably have those same skills. Somehow you just sort of pull things together. Yeah, you, you suck it up. Well, that's that's what I'm going through right now. And I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm doing that far too often. And so the energy is starting to wane. So, yeah, I guess back to, you know, why am I recycling? <laughs> it's just easier. Anyhow, I'm, I'm ending the show on a down note. I'm sorry, everyone. Uh, it's all good. Only we can only go up from here. That's true. On behalf of Ani at Ani Straight, myself, Chris at Force, please drop us a review if you can, if you haven't done so already on your favorite podcast app, or if you go to podchaser.com slash ready, set phone, you can drop us a review there. It can be about the entire show. It could be about an episode. It doesn't matter. But as you heard at the top of the show, if you leave us one, we will read it verbatim. So with everything that we have said, rays.